0: Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. If you know anything about me, this is going to sound really weird, but today I'm going to talk about how I value correlations. All right, so picture this. It's a beautiful Thursday afternoon. I'm minding my business, stuck in the trap of YouTubing videos on the debacle of the Super League and the new Champions League profile, which took me down the rabbit hole, the new Europa League and the new Europa Champions something. I don't know. And I get pinged by a trader on our platform asking a a very nervous trader on our platform, asking a question that he knows typically gets under my skin. He says, Akil, I'm sorry to have asked this because I know this is one of your hot topic issues, but... I have a question about correlation and all of a sudden I I click out of everything. I'm doing my face turn red. I, I put my caps lock on and I get ready to respond because if you know anything about me, correlations are a sore subject for me, not only from my personal experience in the market of losing a lot of money at any given moment, but in the way that many people interpret it. So I'm about to go off, but I'm just kidding, right? Correlations don't really, questions about correlations don't really get me uh, as hot and bothered. That's probably the, the wrong word to use, but you can visualize that as you may think. I, I'm not against correlations. I, I, I don't kind of, I, I don't not believe that correlations exist. It's more so how you use them in your trading that really bothers me. And I'll read you the question that the trader has because it's actually a very good one. He says, Akil, I have a question about correlations. Don't get mad, laugh out loud. So I plan to test all uh, so I plan to test all major pairs, and it comes to light that there are seven dollar pairs, right? US dollar pairs. Um, if I have that many pairs of the dollar in my portfolio, couldn't there be a chance the same could happen to me with what happened to you with the yen pairs? Or would I have a uh, Would I have to uh, have a lot of positions on a lot of pairs um, to have the same risk? I'll clean up kind of the back end of that. Basically, if you're new, what happened to me is very long ago when I was trading and managing money. Um, I had a trading portfolio, right? These were pairs that performed the best. Um, These were the pairs that I wanted to use in my trading portfolio to have the optimal outcome in my trading results, so I can take as much commission as possible and stuff my own pockets, right? Um, And I guess make the client money as well, right? I don't don't get commissions unless I made him new equity highs, right, so it was a win-win for all of us. The problem was, and this was a mechanical system, so it was a a trend-following system that I was trading. So when the market was trending, when the market was moving directionally, I did very good. Um, In consolidation, I did very bad. And it so happened that I had about seven yen pairs or, or, or yeah, about seven... Seven yen pairs in my portfolio um, because they all pretty much moved the same. If right? you ever, ever take a look at like crosses like Canada yen, Swiss yen, Aussie yen, New Zealand yen, they move very similar. So one did very, very well with my testing. It's no surprise that all of them did very well with my testing. They all made the cut to be one of the optimal pairs in my portfolio. What I didn't understand at the time is the risk, um, or what I didn't take into account at the time was the risk, meaning that when they were all doing good, they were doing good. But what had happened on one evening, or I guess morning, I don't know when it was, uh, evening probably over in Japan, morning here, is there was a natural disaster. If if I remember correctly, I think it was a a tsunami um, that happened. And there was a big tanking on all of the yen pairs at the exact same time. The tanking affected all seven trades that I was in at the exact same time, and I lost a lot of money at the exact same time because a similar move was happening across the board. And you'll see this with news events, right? Um, yesterday, we had an example of the Bank of Canada uh, uh, You're probably hearing this a month out, but the Bank of Canada talked about kind of uh, relief from the quantitative easing, talked about, um, you know, there may be uh, um, not an increase in interest, interest rates, but they, you know it was expected that they wouldn't touch interest rates until 2023. Now they're saying, hey, maybe 2022 um, could be an earlier date. And we saw a massive move in the market. Now, fortunately, I was able to take advantage of it because I was in a short, um, or I was in a, a pro Canadian dollar position from a technical perspective, but also because of uh, you know what I thought the news release would be. So I was able to get a home run trade out of that. But looking across the board, all of the Canadian pairs did the same thing. And this is what sparked this question from the trader and i think this is where me and correlations get a bad rap right i don't think i don't have any problems with taking correlations into account when it comes to risk management and this would count as risk management and even to this day when i set my portfolio up because i learned this lesson from the the, the yen disaster that i had i only have a certain amount of crosses like so with yen pairs i trade three yen pairs I trade a pound yen I trade a euro yen I trade a dollar yen because these are all major or majorish pairs there's really no correlation between them But just to be be safe, I don't want to have any more than three yen crosses in my portfolio at the same time. I don't want to have more than three Australian dollar or New Zealand dollar crosses at the same time because these are minor pairs that tend to correlate more than like the big boys, right? The euro, the pound, the dollar, right? There's so much liquidity in those markets that you don't necessarily see the same type of correlation as you would with like the Swiss or, or, or the Canadian dollar or something like that. So when setting up your portfolio, you should be thinking of worst case scenario. This is something that we call maximum drawdown, where you're trying to figure out what is the biggest hit I could potentially take? What is my, I guess, what is my my worst case scenario? And I think you should take correlations into account right because if you have 7 yen pairs and you look through your your backtesting results and there's a period where they all tank at the same time that's going to have a massive effect on your equity curve yes it's going to be good when they all rally at the same time that's the 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 better part of the equation but as traders we are risk managers first so we should always be looking at the risk of being more as being more important than the profit i would much rather have a smaller drawdown than a higher return on investment i know that's going to sound weird to most of you guys but trust me especially when you start implementing a a money management strategy and you see the power of compounding what damages your account the most is taking big drawdowns right trust me i know it seems weird but over time it will it will make perfect sense so i think correlations are important and should be thought about when it comes to this perspective where i don't find correlations to be important and this is where i get a little bit heated is when people use one thing to affect another. So in this case, we're saying, hey, I understand correlations. I want to limit the amount of pairs that I trade. Or maybe you even want to make a rule where you're saying, hey, I don't believe in this as much. But you make a rule where if you do have seven yen pairs, for example, in your portfolio, you max out at only taking three. Meaning once you're in three positions, you can't take the fourth. Right. That comes with some other problems, but we'll leave that for a discussion for another day. What bothers me and what I think is the wrong way to take into account uh, correlated pairs or even markets. And, and this is Forex specific. The stock market is a little bit different. Um, but when you base a decision on one pair based off of another pair. So let's say the the pound dollar is bullish, which means the, the, the pound is going up, the dollar is going down. Because the pound dollar is bullish, now all of a sudden you want to be bullish the euro dollar, right? There's nothing on the euro dollar that's saying you should be bullish, but you're making that decision simply based on another pair. That is the absolute wrong way to think about correlations. I can say the same thing for the dollar index, right? A lot of people will look at the dollar index and the dollar index is going up, so it's a strong dollar. Now, all of a sudden they have a bias that they should only be bullish the dollar uh, on all their other pairs, right? So I have to sell the Euro dollar. I have to sell the pound dollar. I I have to buy the dollar Canada because I can't be bearish the dollar because of what's happening on the dollar index, right? We see that a lot. The problem is this. It's twofold, right? First, it's a chicken or an egg thing, right? Is the dollar index strong because of the dollar's performance against these other payers? Is the performance on these other pairs strong because of the dollar index's performance? Um, you also have to understand that the majority of the dollar index is weighted off of the euro, Right? So if the euro is having a bad day and the dollar is strengthening, you're going to see that motion on the dollar index, which has absolutely nothing to do with how well the dollar is doing against the yen or how well the dollar is doing against the pound, right? It it just, it doesn't make any sense, but a lot of people will make those correlations where because it's happening on this pair or on this index, I have to do something on this other thing and, and that's where I'm fully against it. So, I hope this podcast explains a little bit more about correlations. I'm not this old angry man that yells about correlations and and thinks that they don't exist and, and, and they shouldn't be cared about. I think you should care about, uh, care about them, but you should care about them in the right way. You shouldn't care about them as how does this affect my trade as far as actually trading something or not trading something or or being a certain direction on a trade? Rather, you should look at it from a bigger perspective. How does this affect my risk management? Do I want to set my trading portfolio up where I have this much exposure or do I want to limit my overall exposure because of this potential risk that exists due to um, a correlation when, let's say, a, a, a natural disaster or a big news event comes out and it's going to affect that particular currency pair across the board. Hope you guys enjoyed that. As always, I hope you learned something. Make sure you check out our website, www.tier1trading.com. We got some free educational content on there. We also have a 14-day trial membership where you can get on the platform. You can look at some courses. You can interact with the community. You can join Jason Greystone and myself in the live room. So check it out, www.tier1trading.com. Hope to see you guys soon.